Welcome back to Cocktails and Classics. I'm Dylan, and joining me, as always, is Ben, Cam, and Zach. This week we watched The Blair Witch Project, 1999 horror movie. And to kick things off and get everybody in the right mood, we're going to go to this week's cocktail from The Secret of the Booze, who I believe we did their Shining cocktail, the Red Rum. Which, uh, this one, the Black Hills Legend, I could definitely see some relations. Uh, I think the red rum was just all alcohol, and hey, this one is too. (laughs) So you rinse your glass with absinthe, uh, and then it's two ounces of mezcal or tequila, an ounce of St. Elizabeth Allspice Dram, two dashes of Ango bitters, and then for a garnish, uh, you take a rosemary sprig, and you can torch the end for a little aromatic. I just thought it was like, because that's what Kyrie Irving does, right? You just burn the sage to get rid of the COVID. To prevent the COVID, too. Yeah. That's why you don't he does need it a... in the arena before the game. Yeah, you don't need a shot. You just need some sage and you're good to go. It's it's kind of the new ivermectin. It's just burning sage. <laughs> it's cheaper, too. <laughs> he's not even allowed in the arena, though, so I don't know how he's going to do that. I mean, no, but didn't you know he's not anti-vax? He's just pro-choice. <laughs> <laughs> He just doesn't want everyone else oh. to get fired. Dude makes no sense. Dude dude talks like he's the smartest man in the room, but the shit he says sounds so dumb. We've been listening to him talk for like six years. What did we expect? <laughs> Look, I'm not saying I believe the earth is flat. I just think everyone <laughs> should go out does. and I I just think everyone should go out and do their own research. <laughs> the fucking research has been Look the research has been done. It's been done. I'm not saying I don't believe the scientists. Uh, That's exactly what it sounds like you're saying. Um, Secret of the Booze is cranking out some great Halloween cocktails. They've got a, like, throw-it-back type of shot for a carry called the Bloody Prom Queen. And it sounds like nothing I would want to drink, but the way that they make it, it looks delicious. Really? Are they still making videos? Yeah. um, I'm seeing three new videos this week. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, I see this. From Killer Clowns, Jeepers Creepers. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, you know, I I like their presentation. It's pretty good. Um, we'll leave a yeah, link below. Good uh, I like their like little. I think during Halloween they do like for thirty one days they do horror themed cocktails. I think, and we've used a couple of them on here. This one, uh, good. I I don't hate. Uh, I'm not the biggest mezcal guy. But in this one, it's not awful. You know, the, like, smoky, like, flavor uh, that you get with, like, an Isla Scotch, it's still there. But it kind of works with, like, the allspice spice. I feel like the bitters aren't doing much, just going to say, because I feel like the allspice has, like, a similar taste profile. Yeah, I feel like I feel like bitters on top of allspice is a weird combo. Like, allspice in itself, I feel like, gives you everything you need, and then throwing bitters on top of that is just kind of weird. Yeah, I, uh, it's not a bad one, though. I was expecting to totally hate this going in, and I don't. So that's a plus. <laughs> so it's it's better than the red rum, got it? <laughs> yes. Um, it's better than the De Niro. It's better than the Gibsons. <laughs> better in the scheme the of cocktails that we've up. done, it's... It's pretty. It's pretty all right. I might the make Godfather this Godfather cocktail, which is just more alcohol. <laughs> Check the show notes below. Make yourself a Black Hills legend, 
and hit up those drizzling casker links. You can go buy some alcohol, have it del- del- mm-hmm. buy some Ooh, alcohol, have it delivered that, directly to in. your door, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you can make one of these, and we get a little kickback from it. So uh, yeah, check out the Blair Witch Project. It's not really available anywhere. I think if you have FX now, so if you have like a cable or YouTube TV subscription, you can get it that way. I think it is edited for TV. Yeah. Is it? What's missing? Because it lots they of swearing, swear maybe? and stuff. Oh no, they swear. Did they? Did they, say, did they show like, a little bundle of sticks? Uh, I think so. Did they show what was inside it? Yeah, like the hand, gross. Or I don't know if it's a hand. It was like a gross, like I could, oh. it was hard to tell what it was. Okay, yeah, that you probably didn't miss much, <laughs> or anything, I guess. As long as they're there dropping like some bloody and... something. I feel like yeah, that's right? the only gruesome thing in the movie. I, I want to say one of them. AMC might be the one that does like the TV ones, but I feel like FX, like the vods that they do, aren't TV edits. I, yeah, I feel maybe like those aren't. Did. The, the, well, what movie was it? There was a movie I watched recently. Maybe it was Scream. Scream? That was edited. Like some of the swearing was cut out. But that was AMC but- though, right? I would say I think that was AMC, though. Yeah. Yeah. I think AMC does the TV edits. I don't think FX or FXX gives a shit. Like, if you watch any of their shows streaming, they are just full bore, whatever. Yeah, because, like, even the the shows, they don't. I don't think they edit the cursing out, like, for the stream. (laughs) No. Nobody's ever shown it before. Crime penetration. Crime penetration. This just goes on and on for 90 (laughs) minutes until the film just sort of ends. Uh, horror movies are the worst to watch edited. Yes. Like if they oh. if they remove like swearing, it pulls say. you immediately out of the movie. What the yeah, frick, Darren? You you threw the map <laughs> into the water? This isn't an Xbox card. What the frick? <laughs> How I could you? An Xbox Crap. Card. Gosh, you darn asshole. It. <laughs> you asshole. You've killed us. You you Monday through Friday. I can't believe. <laughs> Mother trucker, dude. That hurt like a buck cheek on a stick. <laughs> Could you just imagine if that's what jo- Josh is like yelling when they're like in the tent? <laughs> Mother trucker! Mother trucker, dude! Help me! <laughs> Poor Josh. The Blair Witch Project is a 1999 found footage horror film. Uh, it's the story of three film students who vanish after traveling into a Maryland forest to film a documentary on the local Blair Witch legend, leaving only their footage behind. Currently sits at a 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, directed by Daniel Myrick and Eduardo Sanchez. Um, stars Heather Donahue, Michael C. Williams, Joshua Leonard. Um, it doesn't have any awards, I don't think. I know it went to Sundance when it came out. It was like the first movie sold at Sundance, too, that year. It doesn't have awards? Color me shocked. Uh, I I will tell you probably uh, maybe to your surprise maybe not this movie was nominated for a Razzie yes I think it's one of the highest grossing films nominated for a Razzie it is the highest rated movie on um, whatever the tomato website is oh that's what it was uh, was Rotten Tomatoes yeah the highest rated movie on Rotten Tomatoes that was also nominated for a Razzie yeah I mean for the longest time it was the highest like the highest uh, budget to like box office. I mean, their budget was like twenty five thousand dollars, and they made hundreds of millions off it. 
Yeah, I think the I think uh, budget was three hundred thousand, and they made two hundred and fifty million. Uh, well, I don't know because the directors um, are quoted saying it was made they, like, for the price. Their cameras the... after they were done, <laughs> they sold them on eBay and stuff. Yeah, well, it at least, depends I don't on what know. number you're looking at because yeah. What they spent to film it was like twenty five k. Yeah, it was super. But low. then they spent money after to promote it, Damn. which I've read is like mm-hmm. in the two hundred to three hundred thousand okay. all in. The, so the yeah. marketing is where a lot I saw of the twenty five k to film it, but yeah, they probably did that extra cost was probably all the promotion that they got somebody to do for them, which I will say was like insanely smart on their part. Yeah, the fact that they put all this shit out that like these three people legit just went missing in the wilderness and that. Yeah. So like when people were like, "Oh shit, this is a real fucking movie." I remember that being a debate for the longest time, like up until like a couple not. years ago. Like, is it real? Is this a real thing? It's like they use their real names. All the actors yeah. just use their names. I think the website is actually still up. The old like crappy nineteen ninety nine website that like is basically like. Oh, this is uh, like these people are missing. Like the splash page literally just goes to like a missing thing. Now you've got me curious. I know, I know it was for the longest time. Uh, let's see. This is an AV club from 2019. Looks like it was taken down a couple months ago. No, I had seen this film before, Zach. I think you had been, had you? No, no, Cam, you had? No, I had not. No. Uh, what did you, what did you guys think? Uh, I think that this movie is, it did start, like, this movie is, like, literally iconic in the sense that, like, it essentially started a whole genre slew of movies after it, and everybody knows about this movie, so I gotta give it credit for that. Personally, I thought this movie was boring as shit, and I would never watch it again or recommend anybody watch it. Well, that's just me. I thought it was boring. The characters were annoying. It wasn't scary. It was not scary at all. Maybe if you're in 97 and you're like, wow, these people are really missing. Like, maybe you think it's scary, but yeah, that's just my thought on it. This movie to me felt like the longest tease ever and then never gave you a payoff. Like, here's all this setup and like, we're going to here. Here it comes. Here comes. Here comes the scare. Here comes the scare. Here comes the scare, and then it just is like, oh, cool. Now I have scary movie blue balls because there was no payoff to. Well, what I think the payoff is supposed to be. to be the house at the very end, like the guy. The house in the where basement. nothing happened, where just the camera falls to the ground. There's well, did you not see the guy in the corner? Happens. Yeah, but it's just like it's the slowly pan to the guy in the corner who doesn't move. Well, that's the well, that's point the, of the like legend. The the point that's the I, legend is that he's in I the know. corner just, and the witch. But you didn't is, you didn't like that part. You would rather have like the Blair Witch pop out and be like, ah, oh, I got gotcha. you. Something something that at least like I don't know. I think that's part it, of the 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 thing I like about it is that there is no yeah. big jump scare. There is no thing. It's just this slow creepy Ooh, burn. A pile of rocks and it's Ooh. all atmospheric. <laughs> Um, oh my I, god they found I sticks know. i just i will give the actors credit because they didn't play it like they were in a movie they did a good job of making it believable that these sometimes were just like... they weren't in like they agreed to film this and they 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 in their contract they agreed to that the directors could fuck with them and the directors did fuck with them repeatedly 
Like the the part where the tent jumps around and they get really scared. That's genuine because they were asleep and the directors or whatever went over and just like shook their tents up, you know? Yeah, basically they sent them they sent those three out with with the gear and then they had to like go from point like to point during them. the day and they set up checkpoints with like yeah. batteries and all that and food and then they were like, Okay, yeah, here's like the idea and then at night they would just come and like basically not let them sleep. Um because one of the the idea came from one of the producers or directors like took like um like an army class like a tr- training and was like these guys are hard asses oh. they're just out there all the time so like what if we took that approach and just did like a super method movie and basically just put the actors in the thing and then like they they waned them off food towards the end they said like the last couple days all they gave them was like a power bar and a banana and just wanted like their genuine like reactions basically of like they were tired they fucking hated it <laughs> they were pissed off i like, just their just all their interaction towards each other was i thought really well done how do you feel about that oh i mean that's it's totally not legal they were like I, I was gonna say it it feels 100% unethical to me like all of that the entire way they filmed this movie and got those reactions feels really unethical, right? Yeah, except they they never really were they never really were that far deep into the woods. Like they they could have left. They had like an emergency GPS with them that would take them back to the road. So like they could have left. Um but I don't know. I mean it's it's a low budget get together and try to make this thing. So I feel like you're so invested that you you're cool with it. Yeah. I, well, I feel like you also just like, you could turn away from that at any time. Like they kind of like they, I'm sure they were like, Hey, this is our idea. And you could turn away. It's like, it's like the bees in Candyman. you know, it's like, here's what we want. Feel free to say no. <laughs> right. I'm just wondering if they got any payoff for that. For, I mean, look at actors in general. Actors don't get a percentage of the 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 resulting box office like amount. Some do. I mean, it depends. It depends. Yeah, very much. I mean, we hear about it when it happens, though. Yes. No, I'm sure. Feeling it doesn't happen much. It's not super common, but some like Jack Nicholson did it in Batman. Uh, both Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito did it for twins. Like, I, I know it. I'm sure it happens. I'd imagine Robert Downey Jr. did it for Iron Man. I was to say, and I think most, I think yeah. most of them <laughs> yeah. did for. Because isn't that the big reason that Scarlett Johansson and Disney had that whole suit? No, yeah. because I thought that was just the movie airing on Disney Plus versus. Well, it was, but the reason well, is because I'm she wasn't sure, going to get as much uh, money because of how it performed at the box office. Because it didn't perform at the box office. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it does happen. It's still, especially not, I'm assuming, on indie flicks, is it very much like a common, hey. It's, it may not be like a, like, you may not go for, like, that in a sense, but I think it, it may have happened for, for smaller stuff. Um, especially, like, I know the big thing is like people like being like deferred pay, which is not great because a lot of times you don't get paid, but nice. like people will be like, 
oh, like we'll pay you a little bit now, but once the movie actually does good, we'll pay you more. And and that might have been part of the incentive. I mean, you said they shot this for $25,000. Like, you think somebody's going to act in something and only get paid? Like, well, they only sh- a fraction? Well, they only shot eight days. I mean. So, it took longer. It took way. I mean, it, you know, it took only eight days to shoot the movie. So, I don't know how much of that was. I don't know how much of that 25K. I mean, it seems like if you only shoot for eight days, 20. Like twenty five k for eight days does seem like you're paying them, including in, you know in that cost. Probably. I mean, they probably spent a lot of that on on actual film stock too. I mean, yeah, that's probably true. I liked how they actually like how accurate they actually kept the audio to what was happening in the movie. Because at the scene in the house, you can hear Heather talking but she's so far away because it's using the audio from the like DV like tape cam that Mike has in the basement because the 16 millimeter doesn't have audio recording. So, so it's like, it sounds like it's super far off and, and it's because it actually is in reality. I noticed that a lot of times with a lot of the things that they would be like, Oh, do you hear that? I'm just like, no, I don't hear that. But then again, you're using a camera with a tiny ass microphone and you're probably hearing something out in the woods. I'm like, no, that I was constantly like, am I supposed to be hearing something? And then I'm like, wait, no, this makes sense. Well, you are supposed to be hearing things. Um, It would probably help because I, yeah, I had my AirPods in when I was watching it and uh, definitely a lot of like hair on the back of your neck moments. Like when they're doing that, like, oh, do you hear that? And you're like in your headphones and like the very back corner of your like peripherals, you can hear like children giggling and shit. <laughs> You're like, yeah, that one's creepy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Even just the first night when it's just sticks and stuff breaking. Like if you've never camped out in the middle of the woods, like that's just kind of creepy. Oh yeah. And, uh, I feel like, I feel like, I mean, when I watch this movie, I'm like there with the characters in the woods being creeped the hell out. Um, if you're watching it kind of set back, I totally get it. Like you don't get uh, to don't get bought into being in the setting. The movie has no effect. I just think the movie does a really good job of like, hey, you're going to be the fourth person along with this group, and I hope you make it out. Yeah, and I I feel like, I mean Ben and Cam have seen this more recently. I feel like a lot of w- what kind of mystified this movie was the fact that it was like so new age. I mean, so you had cannibal Holocaust in like the seventies, I think. And in 92, you had man bites dog, which were both like found footage, like doc horror type films. But like, this was such a new idea, especially with the way they marketed it. And, and really like went into the movie. Cause like the first thing you see is like, these were three kids that went on this field trip and this is what the footage was found. And we edited it into this thing, you know, and I don't even know, was there credits at the end originally? Not when it played in the theater. No, they added credits into the VHS tape. Yeah. Cause like, I just remember watching this as a kid. Um, I mean, we grew up, we were five when this movie came out, but like my brother had a copy of the DVD and stuff. And I remember watching this movie super young and just being like, Oh shit! <laughs> and then every yeah. every time someone would come stay the night at my house, 
and be like, "Oh, you want to you want to watch a scary movie or something?" And be like, "Oh, Blair Witch Project." This is the one. We, we go on school trips or something. You yeah. got to stay overnight. Blair Witch Project. <laughs> like, yeah, I do feel like this movie does require a fair amount of, and I feel this way about the found footage genre in general. I feel like it requires a little bit of buy-in at least to the whole ordeal, the whole spectacle of the found footage. Because, like, like Zach said, if you're not there, you know, and if you're not, like, if you don't either, if you either, like, don't believe it's, like, at least plausibly real or you're not, like, in there or whatever, like, it's just kind of, like, I don't find it that compelling. Yeah, when you believe this movie's real, it hits completely different. It's right. a completely different movie. Yeah. I think a big thing, found footage and horror and just a lot of movies, it's, it's going in and suspending disbelief okay, there's a dude in a mask and he's, like, fucking murdering firefighters at a flaming, like, house. Like, we're talking about <laughs> Halloween Kills here. But it's like, no one's gonna fucking stop this monster. <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, at the same time, I mean, you could say the same thing about other genres, like Harry Potter. I mean, like, like anything. Like, he just... Why didn't Harry Potter stop 9-11? I mean, honestly, <laughs> I didn't you I can't mean, ask well, that. It's a little you different. can't ask that. That's banned in the Harry Potter subreddit. It's just lost art. Legally allowed to. Ask. Is that really banned in there? Uh, not anymore. Uh, uh, oh, because it's because it's, it's not. A, it's now a historical event. Yep, it's more than twenty years old. Years. So you can ask about it. And twenty years. Freaking okay. spammed the subreddit, and now it's banned. I think. But <laughs> it wasn't that he'd stopped it. It was just that did it happen in the wizard world, and why wasn't it stopped? uh so i mean i think my main rebuttal to that though is that enjoying harry potter doesn't depend on you believing that wizards are real oh it 100 percent does for me (laughs) for all 30 hours of that series it 100 percent banks on the fact that i'm gonna turn on harry potter and i'm gonna have my own little corridor at hogwarts and i'm gonna be a legit like wizard Uh... for the next two and a half hours I think horror movies and in particular movies like this do kind of depend on you thinking it's at least a little real, right? Because if you don't think it's real at all, there's no scare factor. And if there's no scare factor, it's not, it's not, it's not uh, interesting. Especially if there's no like subplot or anything to like, you know, drive it to be interesting in other ways. I think, uh, I think what this movie does well though is it sets itself up in that like so it leads with the these are three kids whatever uh we have the missing posters but it it sets like the beginning is is very documentary-esque we get the little talking head in the graveyard to set up we get the interviews with the locals we learn about the uh the blair witch and it even like it saves like it mentions it and teases the coffin rock stuff and then comes back later and is like, all right, now we're at Coffin Rock, and here's what happened. People got their entrails cut out, but they disappeared when the cops came back after reporting it. And, and so it, like, really builds you into this, like, mythos of, like, what is the Blitter Witch and, and, and sets it up. And then I, like, I don't know. I like this film personally. I can definitely get people's viewpoints of it's boring. Nothing happens. It's definitely dependent on that, like, creepy, like, buying into it aspect. Because it's, yes, they find, 
like voodoo witchcraft charms. They find piles of rocks, and then people harass them at night until one of them disappears. And then there's a two, three second shot of some gore, and then the scary thing at the end. How great like, must it have been to be that guy, right? Like, oh, to get out of there, they grab you and they're just like, "Hey, so um, you want to just join us in helping to fuck with these guys?" Right. Do I get so to... the backstory? So um... we're gonna give you a ton of food, and you just have to scream, <laughs> and then you can go stay in a hotel afterward. Okay. So, so Josh was not originally scripted to be the one that disappeared. Um, the producers told him like, "Hey, tonight." you are going to wait like an hour after people go to sleep and then walk this way and we're going to take you away. It was supposed to be Mike that that disappeared that night. So another layer of fucking with the actors. But the reason they did that was because Heather and Josh fought so much during filming that they were like, all right, we got to get Josh out of there because like the scene where, where Heather gets in Josh's face and you hear Josh go like, hey, if you bite me again, she actually bit him. Like... They were legit going at it. So they had to get Josh out of there. I don't know if all the characters are annoying, but man, it sure feels like it at times. Like, man, I just... Uh, I mean, maybe that's the, the point, but it also made it not pleasant to like sit there and listen to Heather like yell at everybody for like an hour. Like, oh dog. Oh my god, homie. No, we're going the right way. It sounds like you don't know what the fuck you're... Look, I I think the best was Mike's response of being like, what the hell? And she's like, this is what you signed up for. No, I've signed up for a well-scouted, well-scouted project. Yeah. Yeah. I know I know where we are. Really? Where the fuck are we on this map? Where are we? We just need to keep... Okay, hold on. It was, it was, we need to walk for an hour, then two hours, then four hours. Now it's another two hours. Now it's another 90 minutes. Where the fuck are we? <laughs> Yeah, Mike is supposed to be the voice of reason. He's supposed to be like us in the movie, being like, why would you not just follow the map from the beginning? Why would you just chance it for the first hike of the day? And then, you know, he just fucking kicks the map into the... (laughs) I kicked that shit in the river. I kicked that shit in the (laughs) creek. One of my favorite lines in, like, any movie is in this movie. And it's super meta, I feel like, but... It's when Josh takes the camera and he's pointing it at Heather, um, like after he freaked out. And he's like, I see why you like this video camera so much. It's not quite reality. It's like filtered. You can pretend everything's not quite the way it is. And I feel like that's kind of like meta in the sense of it's like also like the movie. Like the movie's not real, but we're pandering it like as reality. We're playing it off. But also just like yeah like it's i don't know it it tries to be a little deeper than i i think it puts off as just like a found footage horror movie i don't know yeah there's some people that go in real deep some people do uh they go in real deep and you can find entire essays online about how the symbolism in this movie is so deep which always leads me back to think like they put 25k into this movie they probably weren't thinking about all that when they made it if it came out that way dope but if you needed a more than a bowl to write that essay, maybe lay off a little bit, you know? Might it's like the art through. teacher when you, like, just draw the, the simplest thing, and she's like, oh, I really love the symbolism that you put into this. The way that 
that you used blue the way that for stick figure stands it's awesome yeah <laughs> it's a really awesome color it's a really awesome stick figure it's really just awesome your your stick figure really signifies the simplicity of man you know <laughs> i feel like i went like total film school this episode and just was like the symbolism and the and the meta on this movie i mean that's good because my you god didn't did, get, did, uh, it, did it need it <laughs> you didn't get anywhere near as deep as you can find oh i'm sure people, the... people online get full on oh, actually um actually uh heather is much. the blair witch uh what do you guys what do you guys think about um used to be a popular theory that this entire project was set up so that Josh could kill Heather. <laughs> There's this whole internet backstory that Josh and Heather actually used to date and they, they, you know, were romantic with each other. And then Heather broke up with Josh and years go by and Josh is still scorned about it. So Josh gets his friend Mike to join this video project where they, but wasn't it Heather, Lead but Heather, Heather let them there, right? Then, like, it's Heather's project, but she knew Josh, and they grabbed Mike. So, like, Josh might have been like, yo, Mike, do this project. Well, We're going to kill I Heather. I think when they talked, literally the time, when they're arguing about the fact that Mike kicked the map into the creek, Josh says something along the lines of, like, I didn't bring you here. Like, I brought you here for this reason. So it makes it seem more so that josh is the reason that mike is there less than like they just grabbed mike so i mean maybe maybe that maybe the theory holds it up. would be more interesting that way it's a fun story be a more interesting movie that way so i'll choose to believe it i guess um there is a sequel to this movie uh there's two actually <laughs> uh oh nice player witch 2 no which is not found footage <laughs> uh yeah and big genre switch it's like super it's like a psychological horror film oh, i forget what the story is isn't it like they like they people go to to they go to the town to oh that's get, the to that's what i'm thinking of i was issue. thinking i was thinking of one where they like stay at some like ruins and blah. that's the second one right and then the because yeah. I was thinking that was the 2016 one in my mind. Oh, that's so weird. A group of the tourists arrives in like Burkittsville, Maryland, after seeing the Blair Witch Project to yeah. explore the mythology and phenomenon, only to come face to face with their own neuroses and possibly the witch herself. So in this movie, they watch the first movie. Yes. Yes. And they're like, let's go. Which, I mean, happened a also, lot. Also, like, the this... movie has a 4 out of 10 on IMDb. It is not... Yeah, it's rough. <laughs> it's not great. I did rewatch it not too long ago. It wasn't, it wasn't as bad as I, like, was led to believe, but it is, like... If you're going to be like, oh, hey, it's Blair Witch 2, you think it would be a lot like the first one. <laughs> it's not. The 2016 is actually, like, a, a sequel sequel, like a true sequel to the movie. Like, one of the characters, I think, his sister is Heather. Mm, okay. There's a couple of spinoff books, too, from some woman who claimed she was Heather's cousin, but turns out she wasn't. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> she wrote a whole series of books that were supposed to be true stories about the Blair Witch, and then it came out a few years after publishing that she had no relation to Heather at all. <laughs> She's coming oh, in for God. the cash grab. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Gotta get that money somehow, you know? Yep. Gotta hustle. Uh, we're gonna 
hit up some ads. We're going to come back. We're going to do a little trivia. You, you know we love saving the turts. You know Cam hates fucking paper straws. Paper straws song. Song? Uh. <laughs> I will say that paper straw technology has improved since I last shat on paper straws. I have used a couple since I've been able to go out more recently due oh, to yeah. being vaccinated. And That's what they were uh, doing the whole time while we were inside. They were just inventing better paper straws. I have seen also not paper straws, but it seems like they're compostable plastic straws or something. Like You're talking about the like ones that are made different. out of like agave or whatever i have no idea what the composition of these straws are i'm just <laughs> but they are different i'm than not a straw expert you, but you're the expert dylan but i do know a good glass straw when i see one you know yes i will say for those for being at home and where you you know maybe you like straws in your fruity margaritas or you like straws to mix with your you know old fashions or whatever you know, having these straws around the home is really nice. No, not constantly like throwing things away, or you don't have to keep buying straws all the time. Like you just buy a couple, and then you're good. And if you want cocktail picks or muddlers, they have that too. It, there's many colors. He's getting into like designs. So, like the pride flag, he puts it on like the side of the straw. He's got hearts. He's got critters. It's like you get a piece of art. Along with a straw, little multi-use. Uh, oh yeah, he has critter straws, which have there's see a dolphin, a salamander. That salamander looks intricate. That is impressive. Grab some glass straws from Surfside Sips. Use promo code Cocktails and Classics spelled out for twenty percent off. We get a little kickback from that, and you get you get to save some money on some glass straws, and they should last you a long time. Dishwasher safe. They're pretty sturdy. Just don't uh, drop them on the floor like me, like a big idiot. You have to buy more. (laughs) Zach watches these movies. He comes up with some questions. And he quizzes us on our knowledge of the player witch. Zach, what do you got for us? Great to be back with the trivia section, boys. Every episode, he quizzes us on our knowledge of the player witch. (laughs) Every single episode. I tried to. It's weird. We're talking about... No, we have to... Stop talking about the Blair Witch. We have to cut those questions. You also cut my Sandlerverse questions every week, which kind of pisses me off a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, anywho, next week they will back. be relevant again. To be fair, that's all the Sandlerverse questions being cut. That's all listener feedback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the podcast is great, but can you cut? Can you get rid of some of the Sandler stuff? The, it's kind the, of getting old. I'm going to save it for my is, spinoff. The podcast is great. But I can only take so much Adam Sandler. I'm starting a spinoff podcast where we only watch one movie and we signed, do it every week. Signed yours truly, David Spade. <laughs> Oof. Um, last week, Ben got his revenge after some maybe questionable wins or losses. I don't know. He keeps whining about it. I think it was totally fair. Um, after some snafus. <laughs> ben says they're snafus. Um... The fucking data says it's a snafu. I think they're fine. I think they were perfectly fine the last couple episodes, especially the one where, where I We won. just have an alternate version of what the facts are. That's you it. have to be bought into the trivia. You have to understand. That <laughs> you have to be in the lore of the trivia in order to get it. Yeah, the lore of the trivia is that Ben loses via, I don't know, let's call them questionable <laughs> circumstances. Uh now you know what it's like to be a Lions fan. <laughs> no. 
No, I didn't just give up 30 yards for a field goal. I got literally screwed over. Give up 30 yards for the longest field goal ever. Question number one. I didn't realize how long this shot was, by the way, but there's a there's a shot that Heather is filming as she's backing away from Josh's car when they first get to camp. And they they left something on top of the car. What was it? A, a water bottle, B, a backpack, or C, a jacket? I'll go last because I know the answer. Hmm, okay. Uh, I a, know the answer, A water too. bottle. Uh, Dylan sounded pretty sure of the water bottle answer. Well, so Dylan sounded sure, and Ben knows the answer. Ben claims he knows the answer. So Ben might look like a real fool right here if you guess correctly <laughs> and he does not. Uh, man, I feel like if somebody left a backpack, they would have said something in the movie. and be like, where's the whatever... Where's maybe, our backpack? Maybe they did say that. I don't know. but <laughs> Maybe uh, it was the backpack with Heather's survival guide in it. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I'll say water bottle as well. Yeah, because Dylan sounded sure. Josh does thank his mom for his raincoat, though. It's a water bottle. I was paying attention as they were weirdly walking away for so long, wondering what the fuck was on top of the car. And I'm like, <laughs> is that a water bottle on top of the car? Yeah. And also, why are they still fucking filming this? Why have yeah. they not cut this yet? It's a long scene. It's like, too long. It's like the Starbucks cup at Game of Thrones. I mean, it's like it's like four seconds, and it should be like one and a half. Yeah, um, it's obnoxious how often you're just staring at that water bottle on the car. So everybody gets a point that round. Uh, question number two. To maintain the film's fear factor, the three main characters agreed to stay in character for the eight uh the for the entire eight days of filming periodically if an actor had to break from character all of the actors would break from character at the same time but only after collectively reciting their safety word <laughs> what was the safety word a penis b hubla boobla or c taco i'm going to say hubla boobla <laughs> I'm going to say taco. Oh, man. I'm not saying I'm not saying penis. What are you I doing now, smart right. man? You didn't know this one, did you? Oh, the I only know reason I one. don't think it's taco is because they talk about food so much at the at the one point. Like, they're talking about, like, meatballs and, and, like, mom's mashed potatoes. And I feel like it would be so easy for someone to just be like, and I really want a taco. And then they're like, wait, are we... <laughs> Are we breaking here? Three white kids in the woods would be like, yeah, I can't wait to get home and have my mom's taco. <laughs> Excuse me? Hang what? on. Hang on. Oh, Hang on. Excuse Hang you? On. <laughs> uh, hold up. <laughs> That's not what he meant. <laughs> I also feel like it's Hi, Instagram. Like, I feel like Hubla Boobla, for the most part, makes something sense of something that, like, it, that's not something that's going to come up in casual conversation. Yeah. I'm like, oh, the witch is coming, oobala boobala. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know this Blair, this Blair Witch stuff, it's all a bunch of hoobla boobla. <laughs> There's the Blair Witch. Penis. <laughs> Two hoobla boobla's and a taco? Yeah, it's a taco. <laughs> Nobody went penis. Don't call huh? us that. <laughs> is that derogatory <laughs> says do you feel put down by that says sure feels sounds like it <laughs> all right well the hoobala boobalas are incorrect it was taco no what yeah 
wasn't penis believe it or not i made that up wow i'm shocked you made that <laughs> i up. can't wow. believe that you would have you would have came up with the the word being penis i can't believe it yeah i mean i didn't come up with the word itself the word's been around forever but um i thought it was a good choice to put in this trivia question i'm I, i'm actually I think surprised it was a, that it was <laughs> i i think it was, it was a choice oh man um funny funny backstory to the movie is the the writing crew actually put together like a 30 page book of the blair witch lore and gave it to the actors um before the movie started filming so like they may have gone into the woods believing the blair witch was real knowing that they were filming a movie in the woods obviously but that's a little fun fact that's the thing Um, I, i think a lot of movies like this do and like uh ones that aren't really scripted in a sense uh you usually will go in with with like a treatment and be like this is what we have in mind and you just good luck because there's like a whole subgenre of like independent film nowadays called like mumblecore and that's like a big thing of of like uh that is like they don't have scripts and like a lot of the dialogue is improv and they just give you like a 30 page treatment and you go shoot an hour and a half movie that's pretty dope. Sounds lazy. <laughs> it's creative. <laughs> it's art. Low budget. It's like, it's like art the same way like somebody putting a blank canvas up and putting like a splotch of paint in the middle is art. You know? Taping a banana to a wall. Yeah. Question number three. <laughs> <laughs> in the scene where a banana is taped to the wall. <laughs> I saw a news article of somebody a while back who I think like a museum commissioned them to do art for them. And he just took the money and didn't give them a painting and said, that's the art. I took, I took your <laughs> that's money. Art, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, what? No, that's not. No, hold on. Just like they get, they just get, they, they sent a, he sent a blank canvas back and he was like, that's the art is I took your money. Like, I don't know about that. <laughs> the art of stealing money i mean they're called con artists for a reason right his name was literally made off (laughs) yeah uh question number three what year was burkittsville founded a 1814 b 1824 or c 1834 we'll go with the earliest date possible, 1814. Now, he didn't firmly declare that he knew the answer. So you guys may may want to choose a different one, or you may want to choose the same one. I don't know. Well, if you choose the same one, a little bit DOA, so... Yeah, I should have paid a little bit more attention to Heather's little speech she gave, her little narration. Completely, um, completely improv, by the way. Heather did get well, a writing credit for that little monologue, that little narration she did. Uh, wow. I think I'm going to go with 1834. You know, it's a nice, it's a nice sound year. Good That's year for... the Salem witch trials were happening, right, Dylan? No. I know that, that much. that on the last pod. <laughs> that was 1692, the same year Columbus so... Salem. <laughs> Tell us, like, All right. the witch is like 17, 1800s? I don't know. So, so here's, here's a funny, like, little side story. Um... At trivia this week, the like the tiebreaker question was what year did the Salem witch trial start? And I was like sixteen ninety three, <laughs> and it was actually sixteen ninety four. But I would have won the tiebreaker. <laughs> wow! Thank you, 
Thank Depends you. Depends on who you ask. Thank you, Hocus Pocus. Um, my first thought was eighteen fourteen. That's what I'm sticking with. But but that's what Score Cam be said. Damned. He wants to be right. I yeah. I don't care. Ben, do you know the answer to this question? No, but my gut said eighteen fourteen. That is correct. It is not eighteen fourteen. Ah. Is all? It's also not eighteen thirty four. Ooh. No, nice. It is 1824. Um, you get to see ben, it in a chungus. sign as Heather's given her monologue. Um, that sign, uh, from the latest report I could find, which was in 2014, has been stolen over a dozen times. Like how Dylan calls me a chungus when he was also wrong. I'm sorry, <laughs> no, Dylan. No, no, but how many? Also off but how many? Years. How many? How many points do you have, bud? Ooh, same as you. But uh, it's true. You guys are tied. You guys could go for a tiebreaker for bragging rights. Why? No, there's no bragging rights right here. in second place. We have such a cocktails and classics tiebreaker, though. One that we've okay. used numerous times. Hey, Is it an inflation it. question? <laughs> it's how not much? inflation, although that might come back next week. Um, how many times is the word fuck and its derivatives used in the movie? Classic cocktails and questions. Quick cla- cocktails and classic no, question. <laughs> cocktails and questions. That's we just uh, get drunk trivia. and ask each other our deepest, darkest secrets. <laughs> <laughs> it's our official trivia game. Cocktails and questions. Uh, any guesses on the fuck currencies? Uh, Ninety-five. Sixty-nine. Nice. One fifty-four for its derivatives included 137 for just the word fuck itself they do say so that dylan wins the bragging rights cam wins the big pie yeah nice. bragging rights that's all that matters hey, hey, fuck you ben why did you brag on these nuts Ooh. like on the one time we did a tiebreaker for second place ben loses <laughs> <laughs> that's a separate category in the spreadsheet now. oh man <laughs> This is Ben's Joker moment. <laughs> uh, see if I ever record this fucking shit show podcast again. Well, congrats, Ben. Uh, and those of us who have seen this film. Ben, for losing? Fuck. <laughs> wow, way to run fucking... Way to run salt the wound, Congrats, Ben, for being a big loser. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ben, I didn't mean to. Oh, yeah. Congrats, uh-huh. Cam, sure for actually uh, winning. Sure you did. Congrats, Ben, for literally coming in last. Zach almost <laughs> got more questions right than you did. Those of us who have seen this film, we hold a little bit of nostalgia. We'll give you our nostalgia rating, and then we'll give you a little updated one. But two, two of us have not seen this film, so they're going to give you some fresh ratings. All right. This rating comes right out of the rating factory. Uh, just made it. Shit, I just made it now. Factory. Um, it's very fresh. It's right very... out of the horse's gullet. Right. Yep. Don't look it in the mouth. Uh, so I think for me, I am going to give this movie. This is tough. I'm gonna give it a two. And I I hated it for a lot of reasons. Um, the main one is I thought it was just boring. The only reason it's not a one is I do recognize its influence over the horror movie genre. Though I don't like horror movies, and I don't really like this particular even subgenre of horror, horror movies. Um, it, it, it does have a huge impact on um, on uh, 
pop culture and for future movies, but personally, I thought it was really boring and not fun to watch and a slog, so I'm going to leave it at a two. Hold on. Let me open my ratings box. Oh, you have a box? Oh, look at that. It's a three. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't even get it from the factory, though. Much, much like Cameron, I kind of thought this movie was boring. I'll be honest, I feel like I'd heard a lot of talk about this movie being like, you know, this scary movie and it's this thing and you have to see it and this and that. And I I watched it and didn't feel that. It was kind of meh. I didn't really care for it. It was a slog. Like I said, I yes, I get the psychological thriller of it. You know, you're lost in the woods, this and that. It just felt like there was no really like, I don't, I don't know. Like, there there didn't feel like there was a payoff for me. I don't know. It just kind of felt like it just ended flat, and there there should have been something, and there wasn't. I, I will say, I don't... I'll be honest. If this is one of those things where everyone's like, you have to see this, yeah, I don't think you do. I'll say it. I don't think you do. It's It's kind of meh for me. I'm not a big horror movie fan in this was just kind of a slog for me to get through. Uh, I think you do need to see it. Uh, Going in, I gave this an 8 out of 10, and I'm going to bump it up to a 9 out of 10. I think The Blair Witch is one of the best horror films. Um, Definitely one of the most influential, most iconic ones. I mean, it it held the the highest budget-to-box-office ratio for years, and it still might. I I I haven't checked. I think it, it does well with the purpose it sets out for it's a, it's slow burn, which I really enjoy um, sets up the history and the myth of the witch. Sure. It's people being lost in the woods, but to be honest, that's kind of scary in itself. Like, it's not like, Ooh, spooky, scary, but it's like, we could I might die. die scary. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's scarier than a witch to me, to be honest. <laughs> I, I like how they they withhold that information of Coffin Rock to like fit in the the documentary itself. For me, uh, it has a lot of like hair on the back of your neck, creepy moments. Uh, Josh screaming in the distance, the kids at night when they first see those like stickmen figures, like those things are fucking creepy as hell. Like, could you imagine finding those in your woods? And like, when they see them again after they wake up and they're just around their camp, yeah. Like, like, I grew up next to a big thing of woods, so, like, I would go out there and play, and if I walked out there one day and there was just a bunch of, like, stick figure voodoo things, I would freak out. The the marketing, the missing posters and all that, uh, I think makes it what it is. It's the, the found footage film. You could live and die by that. Uh, and I think it is one of the best horror films. I, I like that creepy the creepy vibe i don't want jump scares and there's not much of that besides that one like tent shaking scene might be like jump scary but other than that i think it just leaves you with like an eerie creepy vibe Uh, i've seen this movie so many times uh this is this is one of my favorite horror movies as well um i'm just gonna end up echoing a lot of the things that dylan said it's it's fantastic it is a movie that shows you how to do more with less Part of that is you give the movie the benefit of the doubt because it's a documentary of like these like college age people who are shooting in the woods and they're dehydrated and they're hungry. So shaky cam work gets a pass there. Um, but it's just so creepy. I mean, being in the woods, 
did anybody notice they just bought a bunch of boxes of rice? How are they going to cook that? Like, <laughs> that's the type of mistakes people make, and they buy these power bars, and, like, uh, it's just so creepy from end to end. I can watch this movie over and over again. I will say, I think that this movie is going to be plagued by, like, a technology curse. I don't think this movie is oh. going to be anywhere near the same in 10 years. The, the um, one I watch, I, I watched, like, a stream. It looks rough, man. With, like, the especially the... Yeah. The like DV cam, like you could like yeah. see the like linear lines yeah. in the footage. No, it, it is. Was, it is at, at it its absolute bad. best. It's VHS quality. Yeah. We, we need best. a remaster. Somebody needs to get a, get onto that remaster game. Well, that like the so not being able to see like even when they're panning through the woods through the and and you see like the stick figures, that itself is creepy. That kind of dark being in the woods at that time of night is really scary to me. The thing that I think will get lost is something you brought up earlier. Like, Heather is upstairs in the house, but the microphone is downstairs in the house. This entire idea of there was a camera that didn't have a microphone on it, I think is going to be something that really has to be explained in five <laughs> to ten years. And I think for reasons like that, people... You're going to need to... You're going to need this movie explained to you before you watch it. It's going to... It's going to kind of be like The Room, where like if somebody just put on The Room and you knew nothing about it, you would turn it off in 10 minutes. Or you'd just be fascinated. You'd be like, there's a fucking like Transylvanian guy. Yeah, or you'd like, be just baked out of your mind, and you're like, this is the greatest thing I've ever saw or I've seen. But um, I love this movie. It's a personal favorite of mine, and I give it a 9 out of 10 as well. I, I don't know. I guess maybe for me, I feel more suspense when it's like, not like at the jump scare but like i guess more so like Leading if you think up. like the slasher genre like you know something's gonna happen and you just have that tension of waiting for it to happen this movie would give mm -hmm. me that and then there was never any payoff it was like here's the tension here's the tension here's the tension okay it's morning it's like well i want that tension to like go somewhere i want it to do something and i feel like this just kind of it kept just kind of teasing it, and then never happened. They shot they shot different endings for this movie. There's an ending where Mike is in the corner, and he's on, like, one of the stick crucifixes. There's an ending where... That'd be um, fucking creepy as hell. <laughs> it, they just didn't... They didn't play well. I mean, there's... There's there's an entire scene. So when, when Heather and the group get woken up in the middle of the night, the, the tent shaking, and Heather's sprinting as fast as she can and she yells what the fuck is that she was supposed to pan to the left where the director of the movie was dressed in a completely like white gown white stockings over his head and that was supposed to be the Blair Witch she forgot they took the first yeah step because that was I just think... waking up in the middle of the night I kind of like the movie it would have been that, nice though. to get some sort of just slight pay like that's the thing is I feel like you know you hear Josh screaming and you hear Josh yelling and then they're just all I see is fucking blades of grass passing by and I don't see anything going on and it just frustrated me. Yeah, the creep factor in that scene is like, is it Josh? Oh, or is it no, I, and I, I get that and I pick up on it, but like, I don't just know, it just do it doesn't do it enough. Ben wants, he wants to see the monster. I, I personally like not seeing it because sometimes your imagination is right more. Well, 
Yeah. But that's the thing is like you could have you could I feel have like done that's it, where a lot of slashers. You could have done it like at the ending, and it could have been like the payoff of like you finally they did all of this stuff trying to figure out what's going on with the Blair Witch, and in the end, it cost them, but they finally got their footage of the Blair Witch. But it was just like, oh, here's the end. Here's Mike standing in the corner. It's like you should watch the remake. Watch the 2016 version. You might like that one more. It's not a remake. It's a sequel. Okay. I mean, they use better cameras. I don't know. <laughs> it's directed by Adam Wingard, who did. I think uh, part of it is shot on iPhones too. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to rate and subscribe. Check us out on Instagram at Cocktails and Classics Pod. Uh, tune in on Halloween for Hubie Halloween. No, take two of uh, Electric Boogaloo. Let it be known, you both rated Hubie Halloween. Almost twice as better. You know what? I enjoyed. I don't want to watch Hubie Halloween, but I enjoyed. I it gave more Hubie than Halloween a six. Oh no, no, no. Cam, Cam gave it like a three and a half or a four or something. Yeah, I was say I cannot That's believe I, I gave of. Hubie Halloween. I think a I gave it like a six. two. I, I mean, it's not I a good movie, but I would a hundred. I would ten out of ten <laughs> times prefer to watch that over this movie. I would Every rather just time. turn the TV off. I mean, watch. right? I'm not. I don't want to watch either. I'm just saying. Like, Although if I will like, say, if it's between the two, I would probably watch this at least because the infighting between everyone was kind of funny at times. So I enjoyed. It, it. is also maybe shorter. I don't know the runtime. Like I will say that, like this one's only eight one minutes. I will say that that was one thing that's like completely, especially for strangers. Is like I'd 100% imagine like if the four of us were lost in the woods after like the second or third day. We would be infighting and pissed off at each other so fucking quick. So I can't. <laughs> Dylan, Dylan would have so left. I... <laughs> would have just grabbed his backpack and you just know what? gone that way. You know way. what? You guys keep going again. south. I'm going to go east, and I hope the fucking witch kills you. Uh, okay. Well, <laughs> could we go east or, east or west? I would have followed the water. I don't know why they didn't follow the water. Because, yeah. like, typically it's going to hit a town. Because, like, towns are always built on rivers. I don't. I don't know. Or creeks. Oh, another. Well, wasn't that another the whole fun thing fact? was that they kept heading south and it basically just turned into them. It, it turned it, them in the wrong yeah, direction. It, yeah. At that point, it ended up looping. Yeah, it but... was witch. obviously the witch, right? Yes. Or or the forest just changes, or I don't know. To hit those caskers and drilly links, uh, buy some surfside tips. Get the bone straws before Halloween's up. Uh, as always, watch responsibly.